Hello, hello, Calgary real estate investors. Welcome back to another episode of Calgary Real Estate Investing with um, your host, Abby Everingham, real estate agent here in the city of opportunity and delight. Cheers to that. I'm drinking a Red Bull today. I actually filmed this episode already, um, but the recording wasn't working. It wasn't recording, so this is round two. So today, it is just going to be me. I had a guest plan and they bailed. And honestly, I've had one of the busiest past couple weeks ever. Within the matter of three weeks, I decided I was going to try and hold a party um, with an estimated account of 200 people. It was an exposure party for my $5 million listing. And it happened on Saturday. So... We ended up picking the one day in the whole week that was raining. (laughs) With Alberta's weather, everyone that lives here knows the weather is so unpredictable. I know the weather is what kind of keeps some people away from moving here because they hate the cold winters. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. It does get pretty chilly here in Calgary winters. It gets to negative 40 for about a week. Um... That being said, that wasn't the issue with the weather this time. It was rain. Rain and wind and thunderstorms, and it was all day, starting right when you woke up at 7 a.m., and then it went all night. And before, the Friday was blue skies, the Sunday was blue skies. Literally, the one day my party was, the Saturday, it rained. So um, this party was supposed to be an outside event for the exposure, what was going to happen. And some of this did still happen, so the cars still came, the mobile bar still came, but you entered the gates and there would be five cars, so a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, Ashton Martin, Maserati, and a Corvette all parked out front. And then there was this mobile luxury bar and they were playing a slideshow of the listing inside. Um, I got some gym boys to be security slash give house tours for people when they arrived um so right upon when people arrived they would be greeted by one of these guys at the front door get a tour of the house and then we were supposed to have the rest of the party in the backyard after everyone got their tour initially and in the backyard we had a golf station set up um actually there's always a golf station there there's a chipping station and then putting station but someone working there for anyone that wanted to play basketball the basketball court is 76 foot by 44 foot and someone was just playing in there um and if someone wanted to do a game of 21 or bump they were more than welcome to then a photo booth we were supposed to have the food and then another bar in the backyard um a magician that was supposed to come in the backyard and then a fire baton person who ended up coming but because of the party I advertised this party as outside um and I was really praying that the weather would smarten up and we would be able to continue the original plan because I didn't want to have the party inside just because I didn't want the house to get destroyed, obviously. Like having a plan of having 200 people in um, a house, that's just a wish for disaster. But yeah, we, the night before the Friday night, we decided, okay, this is just supposed to be 
um, rain all day. There's no way we can make this party work outside. People, no one's going to come if it is outside. So we moved it into the pool room and we texted everyone that was RSVP'd to come um, the morning of the party saying that it was still on and we moved it to the pool room, but we didn't get the turnout that we expected. I was expecting around after the invites 150 people to show up and we probably got about 60. So it went really, really good. Everyone that came had an amazing time. The staff were great. We did have the cars, we had the mobile bar, we had um, the tours, and then everyone ended up in the pool room. And we had decorations. The only thing is I wish it was a little bit more people, just because the more people, the more exposure. It was mostly just for real estate agents because 97% um, of deals that happen for house sales are through realtors so i just wanted to get the top agents in the city having this place top of mind for for each and every one of them um nonetheless though it did go smoothly and i am honestly a little bit relieved now that it's over because it was a lot to plan that all in the matter of three weeks not to mention i am also moving on wednesday it's tuesday today that i'm filming this so the saturday was the party Wednesday I'm moving and I also planned to move in the matter of three weeks as well I'm moving to um, my dream apartment downtown. I Personally since I'm in real estate The building I chose the reason I'm moving there is because it is a lot It's a higher-end building young professionals people in their 20s and 30s and it's only rentals so I People are um gonna have a high conversion rate from renting there they're gonna be looking to buy a property within the next couple of years they're not gonna be living in that building forever so if i can convert three sales a year from living in this building which would be super easy for me to do um my rent will be paid off and then also anything more will be extra profit so i'm gonna my game plan and i know this is far in advance game plan um, my game plan is to rent there for the next 10 years and then every other year buy a personal investment property that cash flows. So I want to have um, five investment properties by the time I go to buy my dream house and have just lived in this building. Now obviously like things could change that if I like get into a relationship or whatever, but that is my game plan right now. So this week, yeah, we had a guest and then they bailed kind of a couple days before and I didn't have time to find a new guest and I was just like, okay, well, what an opportunity. Maybe it's for the best. I would love to just chat with you guys one-on-one. -on -one. I only did that for the first episode and talked to you a little bit more about Calgary's investing from someone that deals with investors and sees all types of investments every single day and is studying the market every single day. Um... So yeah, August. Summers always slow down a little bit for production in, in everywhere because everyone, but especially Canada, because everyone is out enjoying the eight weeks they have of summer. Um, they're doing other activities like Calgary Stampede or camping or traveling and taking advantage of the summer months um so spring is our busiest time 
and then it goes fall next, then summer, then winter. So we usually see a little bit of a drop in summer. That being said, um, this summer has been really, I, I work with a lot of investors and this summer has been really busy for investors. Because of the high interest rates, that's when a lot of investors want to get in because their game plan, since prices are usually a little bit lower for the property when interest rates are higher, investors get in because there's less competition with buyers because people aren't passing the stress test as much. Um, so that's when investors will get in and then they'll refinance. Right now, the market is good for investors. We are going to hear another interest rate announcement on September 7th. The speculation is it's going to go up 50 basis points, which is going to wipe out competition and other buyers a little bit even more. What I really want to go through with you guys today is just a little bit more like about, for example, I'm going to pop up on the screen for people that are watching the YouTube video of this. If not, I'll try to explain it to the best of my ability. Um, the Calgary crime rate map. So this is basically a map of the city of Calgary. And it highlights where the most crime happens. There is five different shades. So it goes from dark red all the way to white. Um, the dark red, where the communities that are highlighted in dark red is where the most crime happens. So with, with dark red, it's 46,000 to 57,000. And this is the amount of crimes that typically happen in a year in these communities. This is very good to know because when you're looking for spots to buy investments, obviously you're better off to stay away from communities where a lot of crime happens because you won't have to worry about the house as much and also the type of tenants if you're doing rentals that you are attracting. Um, and then it goes all the way down to white and majority of communities in Calgary are white. There's only a select few. I'd say like I can see maybe 10 spots highlighted that are red and maybe like 100 spots that are highlighted white and the white ones only have six to 1700 crimes happen a year. So that's pretty safe. Calgary as a whole is a pretty safe place to be opposed to the other cities in Canada, like Toronto and Vancouver. You're going to see a lot more crime happen there. Um, but yeah, if you are listening to the Spotify version of this or Apple Podcasts or whatever, if you type in community crime map for Calgary on Google search, you'll be able to find this right away. It'll come up right away. Um, Another thing I wanted to go over is something to consider when you are picking out a community to buy is walkability. So this is more so for rentals and Airbnbs, I guess resale value as well. But the top 10 most walkable communities in Calgary is Chinatown, number one, number two, downtown commercial core, three, Cliff Bungalow, four, Eclair, Five, downtown West End, Beltline. Six, downtown East Village, slash Lower Mount Royal. Seven, Hillhurst, slash Sunnyside. Eight, Mission. Nine, Crescent Heights. And ten, Manchester. So walkability, this just means they are 
um, communities where you are able to use less transportation in the sense that you can typically walk closely to a grocery store, walk closely to um, essentially anything you need. It's the walkability of the communities. So those are the top 10. Any Anywhere downtown or outer downtown is going to be where, where you're looking at. But what I did find interesting is when I was looking at all the communities, and I mean, if you don't know Calgary very well, you might not um, get this, but Forest Lawn is actually more walkable than Bridgeland, um, which I found very shocking because Bridgeland is known as one of the hip, cute uh, communities, and it has a lot of really popular um, eateries there. And Forest Lawn is more so known as a rougher part of town, but it's more walkable because it has everything. So, yeah, interesting little fact for you there. Um, for Calgary's monthly snapshot, it hasn't been updated. Last time it was updated was August 2nd. It should be getting updated soon. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll probably post the updated one on my uh, story. The total residential price median is at 540. Um, the total detached house average price in Calgary. So obviously this considers houses that are selling at the 350 range all the way to like the $5 million range. Um, it's at 643. The most quarter that I feel has a biggest turnover rate for people moving in and moving out is the Northwest. This is the most desired community for a lot of, I mean, the desired quarter for majority of people, I feel. Um, if you're looking for a detached house there, you could probably get one, a fixer upper, for around the 450 mark. And then houses range all the way to like the multi-millions there but you could get a good house there for like a good standard 2000 above 2000 house for like 550 so it's a little bit more affordable and it's also a really safe quarter um so i know this is investors but for personal like this is where you see the most people um wanting to move so that ties into if you want to do pre-construction or flips, that is a great quarter to consider. I do want to go into a little bit more about foreclosures because they're a little bit of a sensitive topic just because um, of what they are. You know, it's a very sad situation. What like a foreclosure, if someone doesn't know, is when... Um, you get approved for a house, you buy a house, and then you can't afford to pay your monthly mortgage payments. So basically, the lender that loaned you the money for the house takes the house away and they're, they're going to sell it out of your control to get back the money they loaned you. Um, this is something that a lot of investors look very closely at is foreclosures because Typically, the bank just wants to get back the money they are owed. So you can get houses at a discounted rate. 
how a foreclosure works, the biggest thing to know about them is if you want to make an offer on a foreclosure, you cannot put any conditions. So you cannot put a house inspection, you cannot put finances. You have to put an offer and then uh, you submit the offer and usually there's a court date. So a court date will usually be around two months after the property is listed. And no matter whether you submit the offer the day it's listed or um, like five days before the court date, it doesn't matter, even if you list, I mean, make an offer that day, um, you're still going to have to wait those two months to hear back if your offer gets accepted. And it's risky because since you don't have any conditions in the offer, you need to be prepared that your offer could get accepted two months down the line. And a lot can happen in two months, first of all. But second of all, if you don't have a finance condition, Basically, the only reason you wouldn't have a finance condition is if you're paying cash, um, full cash for a property. Any other time, you're going to want to have a finance condition. Even if you're so confident in your finances that you'd be able to get approved, say the foreclosures at the $500,000 mark, you'd be able to get approved for $500,000. First of all, lenders are very hesitant to lend on foreclosures. Um because there's not a lot about the property that can like there's a lot of like could be deficiencies that aren't disclosed all foreclosures are sold whereas as is and that means like as they are um so lenders are like hesitant on that and then um say you were confident and you made an offer and you just took away the finance condition i would never let a client do this i'd never work with a client that's doing this because it is too risky because say their offer did get accepted and the lender didn't approve them for that amount because they didn't feel comfortable lending on that specific property they could get you you could get sued so that's that's kind of what i wanted to go over about foreclosures you can get good deals on them, but those just are things you need to keep in mind when you're looking at foreclosure properties. Um, another thing I kind of want to talk about is a little bit more about statistics. So there's a lot of websites that people don't even know about when they're looking at investments that can really help you kind of decide like if the community is a good one, the resale value, like appreciation, all of that. Um, one of my uh, favorite ones, my assistant Nicole showed me and it has all the demographics of the community. So it has like, let me see, I'm just gonna go to the email she sent me with. So it's, you can just type in, um, Calgary community profiles and it has it's from the city of Calgary so you know it's accurate and you can type in any community so for example let's pick Acadia Acadia is a very popular community for investors um, this community is very well known for flips because the location of Acadia is in the proximity of the most expensive houses in, in uh, Calgary. So the most expensive communities, and these are like multi-million dollar communities. 
um, are like Britannia, Elbow Park, Bel Air, and this is in that kind of proximity. So a lot of investors look at this and are like, okay, well, as Calgary expands, so will the circumference of where this is, uh, where these high-end houses are, and Acadia is around there. So Acadia has seen so many flips in the last year, so they'll see like the 1960 houses get fully gutted down to the foundation, and they're like basically brand new homes now. So let's look at this profile. So you can see what percentage of people are between the ages of zero to 14 so how many kids live in the community which is 13 percent kids seniors so 65 plus there's 16 percent seniors in this community which is a and then it will say the average so for kids um the average amount of kids in calgary communities is 19 percent in each community and so it's a little bit below for kids so it has less kids than a normal community and then um the average senior amount in communities is 10% in Calgary, and this has 16% um, seniors. So, and that's probably, well, the houses are a little bit older. Percent households spending 30% more or more of their total income on shelter is 27% of people in the community of Acadia, and the average is 22%. Um, percent of immigrants that live here is 24%, average is 31, so a little bit less. Median total household income. Now these stats are around from 2016, so that is something to be aware. Not all of these profiles are updated, but they will still give you a good ratio, especially if you uh, learn how to compare them and like figure out what the typical communities have. It will tell you the averages underneath, but still. So the median total household income is 72,000 and the average is 97,000. That's definitely gone up because of the amount of flips that have happened in Acadia in the past two to three years. Like this is from, that's from 2016, which is literally six years ago. Um, but yeah, so I'll link this website down below but it's from the city of calgary and it's just basically community profiles another thing i do and i'll do this for any of my clients that are investors is i have access to this website that only realtors have access to it's like um a website that realtors have to pay for and originally it's like three grand and then you pay 65 dollars a month for it it's called pillar nine matrix if you bought a house you probably know or have something similar if you're from out of province in your in your province but um what we can do and i wish i could just share my screen but i know this is a lot of people just purely listening um is we can pick an area in calgary so let's go so like i said like communities like Acadia, Fairview, Harrisboro, Oak Ridge, Willow Park, Southwood. These are communities that are really good for uh, resale and flips and investing in that side of things. If you're doing rentals or Airbnbs, obviously the closer to downtown, the better. Um, but 
I can look at statistics just for these. So I kind of highlighted those areas. So a little box of that community in this website. And now I'm gonna go to results. Yeah, so then by doing this, I can look at any communities um, average days on market over the past 15 years. I can look at any communities or areas in Calgary's um, list price medium, all of the statistics that would affect the sales within the past 15 years. Make sure, especially with your in, if you're into investing, that you are getting an agent that knows how to do this and knows this is a thing. I even do this when I have buyers that are personally looking for a personal property because people don't realize that they are purchasing their biggest asset of their lives right now. Um, and when they want to go retire or downsize or upsize or whatever, the resale and appreciation of their house is going to be significant for their bank account. Like this is your biggest investment that you're making. So even if you're just a personal buyer, like I always look at this kind of stuff for every, every one of my clients. So I'll talk a little bit more about Airbnbs and then rentals. Um, and then we'll, and then we'll conclude this podcast, but for rentals, one of the best ways to get some cash flow is by investing downtown. Um, downtown, you can get a condo, and almost all condos allow you to rent out as long-term rentals. Not a lot of condos allow you to do short-term rentals, aka Airbnb. There's a select few I have a list, so if you're looking for Airbnb, hit me up. Wink. Um, but for long-term, majority of condos will let you do this, and you can get a rentable property downtown, a condo building for around the 250 to $300,000 range. Um, condo fees are anywhere from 350 to 500. Obviously, I help you break down the numbers to actually see if you'd be cash flowing. Yeah, you can rent out a two bedroom downtown for I'd say around 1700 at this price point and a one bedroom around the 1450 to 1500. So, that's a great way to cash flow. If you're looking to get like a, obviously for the appreciation side of things, detached is, is gonna be where you're gonna get the most appreciation. Condos are great for cash flow month to month and they're cheap. And if you wanna have quantity in your portfolio right now, opposed to more quality ones, um, getting some condos downtown is definitely a great idea. Otherwise, detached, I would look in the Northwest and I would look for properties with legal basement suites or in the South is good too. Um, legal basement suites and then rent out the top, rent out the bottom. If you're young, you can do something what's called house hacking. And this is something that I actually was going to do. I didn't end up doing it because my game plan kind of changed. But my original plan was to get a house with a basement suite and I actually didn't care too much if it was legal or not. A lot of basement suites on rent faster and just in general aren't legal even though if they have everything to almost make them legal there can always be just like the littlest thing that will make it not. So if you um, if the zoning isn't right or 
you don't have like your furnace room all finished foundation and all of that they made a, a law just recently that you have to have your mechanical room um drywalled so just little things like that even if this suite is new and nice but i was gonna get in basement suite and look for a five bedroom around the 475 to 500 range and if you're young this is a good option and live in one bedroom and rent out the other bedrooms to my friends for around the 500 600 range and by doing that you could potentially live for free and still make some cash flow i know quite a bit of people that have done this and um it is one of the best ways to get in investing when you're first starting because you can save all that money month to month from not having to pay rent and then getting that little bit of cash flow and save for other properties. But obviously living with four other girls or four other boys can be, five people in a house can be a lot. But it is a really good strategy as well. Long-term rentals, yeah, downtown, like for Airbnbs, downtown as well is great the only thing with airbnbs is yeah 90 percent of condo buildings don't allow airbnbs so i know a lot of people that will look at semi-detached on the outskirts of downtown or again i have a list of buildings that do allow them the only thing even with the buildings that do allow them is they can change the rules and then you have to make sure you're like it's a good investment whether you can airbnb or if you have to use it as long-term rental I think that's everything I am going to go over today. I appreciate everyone that listens to this. And if anyone ever has any questions that I can help you out with, I would love to answer it and get to know you. And um, I'll have all my socials linked down below. And cheers to the week, guys. Thank you.